Uh, good morning. Ooh. As you can see, this service can be a little different this morning. Uh, that time medley was written when we had a series, um, and we wanted to kind of bring it back for you this morning. It's going to be a wonderful morning. I just want to welcome everyone here to Grace Chapel, and I want to give a special welcome to those who are here for the very first time. If you are here for the very first time, this is not a normal service, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. It's our 10th anniversary, so we're celebrating this morning. Yes, all right, there you go. A little enthusiasm. We'll be here this morning, and then we're coming back at 6 o'clock tonight to unveil the, the Grace Impact Center, the beginning of the Grace Impact Center, the front section of the building. Uh, you don't want to miss this. If you think you've seen it already, you haven't. Okay, and we blocked it off this morning, so you cannot see it this morning. You have to come back tonight to see it. We're going to have a nice time of celebration uh, tonight as well, a worship time. It should be just a great time of fellowship with one another and lifting up our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much for who you are, and thank you so much for this time that we can spend together. Father, thank you for 10 years, for all the times that you've intervened in our church and helped us succeed in so many areas. The way you've blessed us, the way you've changed lives, the way you've made a difference not only in our individual lives, but Lord God allowed us to, to reach out to our community, to our nation, and to our world in such a powerful way. And we just pray, Lord God, that everything that we do this morning, everything that we say this morning, Everything that we do tonight, the songs that we sing this whole entire day, the thoughts that we have, the words that we speak, everything about this, this day, this 10th anniversary celebration, would lift up your son, Jesus Christ. May you receive all the glory and all the praise for what you've done through us. So as we speak, Lord God, we speak in praise to you. As we sing, we sing in praise to you. We dedicate this time in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. If you would just for a moment, why don't you stand up, find someone you don't know, welcome in the Grace Chapel. Please be seated as we start this morning with a video. I say that I love Grace Chapel's uh, purpose to awaken imagination, ignite passion, and unleash purpose. And uh, I would just love from the years to come just to, especially in the children's ministry, to especially awaken that imagination because those kids, they just kids have such an incredible imaginations and just to help them understand that they don't have to harness that imagination they can they can use it and explore that imagination and I want to in the children's ministry and I would love for all of us in the church just to be able to uh, use that imagination to just fully accomplish what God has called us to do um, and 
in the children's ministry, I really would like the kids, uh, one thing I'd like to focus on um, is helping children understand um, who they are in Christ and how God has specifically created them so that they can use that uh, once their imagination is ignited to then unleash that purpose that God has called them to, um, to be world changers. What I love most about Grace Chapel is its, its freedom to um, dream, uh, to dream to build God's kingdom and, and how um, he can use all of our talents and different gifts um, to do something extra extraordinary and I, I believe that's how God works and, um, and so um, there's no limit, anything's possible here at Grace and I love that it, it births new ideas, new opportunities and um, people, uh, people have done all sorts of things. Uh, through grace because of that. My favorite thing about our church is our vision um, to awake imagination, ignite passion, and unleash purpose. And um, that really reminds me of Ephesians 5 when it talks about wake up, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and the light of Christ will shine on you. And that whole chapter is really about leaving your old life behind and, and living a life in the light and walking in the light and living a life that's really worthy of the inheritance of the kingdom of God. And um, I think that's just really a huge part of the people in our church. If we could make a list or just think about all the things that have come from our church and birthed out of our, our church, all the ministries and all the people who even have gone as extremists, leaving everything behind and going on the missions field or as small as serving in the children's ministry, which you know may seem small but has a lasting impact on the lives of kids and is actually something really major. Um, you can just think about all the things that have happened to people in our church who have been encouraged or challenged out of their comfortable faith and into something, you know, radical and living radically for Christ. Um, I just think it would be unbelievable to think about all that has happened in the last 10 years. Good morning. For those of you who I haven't gotten to meet, I'm Chris Cox. I'm the associate pastor here as well as uh, director of Impact Ministries for Back to Back. And um, I'm going to kind of be the Jeff Probst of the day. So, um, you know, we're going to see who's going to get kicked off of this panel on stage in just a second um, from Survivor. But um, I want hopefully in the next few minutes, we're going to walk through the last few years of ministry together here at Grace Chapel. Some of you may be able to remember the um, beginnings of Grace Chapel 10 years ago and are what would be termed like charter members. You, you helped plant this and start this movement that happened um, 10 years ago. And some of you have been here maybe weeks, maybe months, maybe this is your first Sunday. So our um, lenses in which we'll see this morning are going to be completely different depending on who you are and where you've come from. I, I know personally my, my connection to Grace started as a college student when Grace was being planted and my then girlfriend was attending Grace Chapel as it was being started while I was beginning a ministry in Xenia and I got glimpses in on a few Sundays when I had that Sunday off or was traveling with my soccer team and then I have this big gap for about seven and a half years where I was in full-time ministry in Xenia, Ohio that this church is moving and growing and there's so many stories during that time that I don't know of and so many amazing God things and then to come back in 2008 and then be part of the story again. And maybe you can relate to that throughout this morning of just uh, reliving some moments that you were a part of 
or hearing about some moments that you thought, wow, I never knew that. I, that's amazing to know just the journey that Grace Chapel has gone through. And you know just culturally that for anything to sustain 10 years and to be thriving and to continue and to pursue God is huge. It, it illustrates the blessing that God has put on this church. And so this is a very special day for us as a church and throughout the morning, we just want to get different voices to share with you, um, to spark your memories and the thoughts, feelings, emotions that you've had for this church, and just all in an attitude of worship, that we would pursue God through this morning as we share together and see how He has allowed us to journey together. Um, what you see on stage is really what gathers in addition to Jeff and Debbie Greer on a Monday morning when we get together for a staff meeting. This is the team that, that comes together as I... My voice changes. Um, just notice that. I'm going to go through puberty on stage today. Um, that, uh, this is a team that gathers together, but in no, by no means is this the, the full team. We have uh, different people that come together to help us lead throughout the, the week, from Ron Toby leading our life group ministry to Meredith Landers as our Compass Campus Director with Back to Back, doing good news clubs in, in elementary schools and drawing the next generation into our church. This isn't all-encompassing staff, but if you were to, to just be a fly on the wall on a Monday morning at a staff meeting, this is what you would see. Our campus director of impact, Adam Geringer, our um, campus director for our facilities, Logan Ballard, our children's director and um, back-to-back compass partner with, uh, with Meredith, Kimmy Barker, and our liaison to our worship ministry and kind of fill in as we're continuing to search for a, a worship pastor director, um, Jen Nyer, and our youth pastor, Brian Munifo. And we ask them to be on stage because they bring a perspective of ministry that you don't get to see every day because they're here between, you know, 40 and 100 hours a week. Um, some of them live here. These two guys actually live in the Stone House on campus, so they never get to leave. Grace Chapel is their life. And so they get to see different perspectives. And you heard um, from Kimmy and Jen and Brian just what, what they love about Grace Chapel. Um, but we also wanted to introduce you to... Adam and Logan, and just get your guys' just thoughts on that same question. What is it so far, just a few months in, um, both these guys came on in August. Uh, so far, what is the thing that you've loved about Grace Chapel in just your short time here? We'll start with you, Logan. Um, for me, I've loved uh, the community, um, just vibe that I get here. Um, you know, with the, the building over there, it's been so awesome with uh, just to see so many volunteers come and, and help out and just be so willing to work. Um, that's just been really awesome for me to see. That's cool. Uh, to partner with that, uh, I've also just really enjoyed the community here uh, from a little bit different angle, just the different parents and different volunteers who've been helping out with impact groups, whether it's making food or just hanging out with the students. It's been absolutely incredible. Um, but also just building community with the students as well um, and how already starting to develop relationships and friendships with them and being able to just hang out and have fun. It's been an awesome experience. That's cool. Very cool. Um, Brian, what would you partner with just hearing that aspect of community from even the staff perspective of not just the uh, you know, community outside, but just the inside as we connect with each other community that we build? Sure. Well, these two guys are awesome, and um, they literally have been busting their behind over there in that, that building <laughs> to make it happen. And um, I think not seeing sure what word you were getting, <laughs> yeah. hesitating on there. I was a little nervous. They, um, <laughs> they, um, they literally, it's nice to know that there's other people that are fighting that hard for the kingdom and trying to make things happen. Um, and that's going to really invest into a ministry area that you're overseeing. And so, um, 
I don't know. It, it just it's a huge. Not only do I love the community that I have with them of just whether shooting basketball or um, telling jokes or whatever, and just hanging out as guys. Um, but knowing that we're we're together as a team, working for the same cause, and there's I don't think there's anything that's truer uh, camaraderie and in, in teamwork than those feelings. And so um, I, I think just with these guys and, and feeling that, and then seeing how like they said how the body to partner with it, how you guys are joining in, it um, it feels really uh, a solidified core, a, a group that's really wanting to make a difference in the kingdom. So it's yeah, it feels great. That's cool. Um, Jen, I'm going to put you on the spot because this wasn't a planned question. But, oh, wonderful. Um, I know. Just, I'm just going to preface that in case she really bombs excited. on it. Um, uh, Thanks for the vote of confidence. There's, all right. I know. You're going to do great. Um, just this, as, as we're talking, I'm just thinking into the staff meeting times that we have and just the community uh, that, you know, the times we spend together of just enjoying life together, and we've said that several times just as a yeah. team, that we like to be a team. What do you think it is that, that makes that happen? Um, that makes us a team that wants to be together? Um, well, I think that, honestly, I think that God really put all of us here um, together as a team. I think that um, the leadership and the elders and everything when it comes to, um, I don't know, even like as far as hiring or whatever, anything, it, it's really, everyone's really open and waiting for God's timing on everything with staff and people. And I think that um, when God puts certain people together and calls them to the same goal and we're all running after the same thing um, it makes doing life together and doing ministry together easier and I know that um, you know I have family on staff so that makes it easier but I also consider you know all these guys and even Lisa who's not here this morning who's um, also on staff I consider them my family too because um, hard times come up, we handle it together, we talk about things, we get things out, we, we discuss things, we love each other, we do things really like a family and nothing gets swept under the rug or no one, you know what I mean? I think that we treat each other like a family and we love each other like brothers and sisters in Christ so it makes doing ministry together fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Did I bomb? No, you did. <laughs> that was, that's exactly what I knew you were going to bring with that, with that answer. Perfect. That's why I asked you. Um, Kimmy, what's what's the most the the most exciting aspect of you know ministry together right now for you? Oh, everything. I mean, there's so much coming. I mean, even with the unveiling of the building tonight, I'm so excited. I didn't know we were going to tape the windows up. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I mean, I, I can't wait for all of us just to see what's come so far with that building. Um, and that's only half of it. I mean, that's not even maybe a quarter of the building that we, a space that we have um, to renovate and use. So I'm so excited for the next couple of years of all the amazing things um, that are going to be done in that building. And if you didn't know, part of that is going to be a new children's wing. So <laughs> now that I said it, it's going to happen, right? Now, right. Yeah, you said I claim it. From, it. You said it from it. stage, right, so exactly. it has to happen, right? Exactly. Okay. Well um, yeah, but just there's, there's so many awesome things on the horizon that are just really exciting. I guess the possibilities are endless. That's the fun part. Um, that uh, Grace Chapel, through its, in, its entire life, has uh, taken things that you wouldn't see and, and turned them into really cool things. This building, for example, um, I was just thinking last night, um, well, I've been thinking all week of, of just fun memories and stuff, and I just remember our first time in the warehouse uh, when I was in high school. Um, it was extremely ugly and, you know, gross, and there was, you know, you know whatever you call it on the floor, oil on the floor, and nothing was painted. <laughs> I thought you were going to say um, mice or rats. Oh, yeah, the, the those floor. two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
But we, we as uh, high school students, you know, we couldn't wait to get in the building, so we didn't. And we went in there, and we had youth group and worship, and it was just the most amazing experience because it just, you never would have thought to have anyone meet in that building at that point in time. But um, just to see, remember, to remember what it was then and the worship experience that we had as high schoolers, and then to see what it is now um, and the worship experience we're going to even have tonight is just just so exciting. Yeah. And there's so many more memories or moments like that we're going to have um, in the years to come. So, You can tell our staff is not passionate about what we do at all. Um, we're just kind of here, um, which is you know, the opposite is so true. And it's so fun on a weekly basis to hear in each ministry area just how many different exciting things are happening um, and the different staff that we've been able to bring in in this season that has been just amazing for us from, from God's blessing. If you take a step back from Grace Chapel just where it is today in the staff, you'll see that globally the world is being influenced because Grace Chapel has been a church for the last 10 years from a staff perspective, from just people who are willing to say, I'll surrender my professional livelihood in order to be molded for the kingdom of God. And um, from staff that are in Nigeria, in um, Jason and Emily Monifo, to people like uh, Steve and Christy Ross in Mexico, and countless others that are there, and, and partnerships in India, and now with uh, even the Hitchcocks leaving for Nigeria. So many different people that have started here that are expanding out to the, the beauty of a, a new beginning that started this year in uh, John Leslie launching Mosaic Church from this staff and being here from really the beginnings of, of, of Grace Chapel just being involved and then coming on staff to then planting something new. This is a church that doesn't just believe in functioning operationally day to day. It believes in its vision and you can see that from the staff that's on stage to the staff that globally have reached out. Um, one of the most exciting moments we were looking forward to this morning was putting Lisa Tolby on in one of these seats because she really didn't want to be up here. Um, and she really didn't want to say anything publicly, but she really does so much for us and is in the mix of so many different things and has helped take our administration to um, the next level in, in, in the office side of things. And she just is the hugger that we lost in John. Um, she completely will just hug everyone. We needed that. But she decided to get sick this weekend um, so that she didn't have to be in the chair. So shame on her. Um, but she is really sick, and we just want to just give that to you as... Um, just a prayer concern that Lisa is not feeling well at all. And it is an overwhelming um, uh, illness that's just come on to her this weekend. And so keep Lisa Toby in your prayers. She means so much to the kingdom of God. And she means so much to each one of us personally that we, we ask that you please um, pray over her and for her as, as she um, just hopes to bounce back. And she misses each of us this morning. Um, you're going to hear from more people throughout the morning. But we want to give God glory as we continue just to celebrate 10 years. And just even from what you've heard from the staff to the memories that you're thinking of, this is a great moment just to pause and reflect and glorify God. So we ask that you would stand with us and we're just going to sing a few songs to Him and to worship Him together. Life is 
seated. Christ. I mean, that's first and foremost to, to have that relationship with Him. Um, I look forward to um, just community. I think for people to get to know other people in the body and just to serve together um, and to have a relationship, a friendship um, that goes deep, the kind of friendships that everyone longs for. Um, so just biblical community um, and then just that relationship with Christ that continues to deepen and just strengthen them in knowing who He is. My favorite thing about um, each week coming to church on Sunday is that it's the culmination of our week. Um, the people and all of us, we spend our week spending time with God and worshiping Him and honoring Him. And as individuals or in our families or at work or at school or in Bible studies or here on Wednesday nights, but Sunday morning is when we all kind of come together and it's the culmination of our faith and our worship. And, um, it's exciting because it's a thousand different experiences and struggles and blessings and trials and whatever, and it's kind of one big smushed together offering to God um, that we give God on, on Sunday mornings. And it doesn't really matter what's happened during the week. I think the great thing about our church is that we all come together on Sunday morning knowing that whatever's happened, we're going to celebrate God and His sovereignty. Uh, I think what I love most about uh, coming on Sunday mornings is that uh, Grace Chapel is not just a church, um, but I really feel like the Grace Chapel body is my family. Uh, so when I walk in on a Sunday morning, um, I don't feel like I have to, if I had a hard week, I don't have to pretend or act a certain way. I can just walk in exactly how I am um, and know that I have a, a whole bunch of people, um, dozens of people who are going to love me for who I am and just encourage me. Um, and vice versa, that I'm able just to walk in and see a bunch of my friends and encourage them. And um, I love working with the kids on Sunday mornings. They're just uh, full of energy and creativity and curiosity. And uh, when I get up on Sunday morning and, uh, and teach the kids in the children's church, just to see their, their desire to learn and their curiosity for, for the Bible and the truths the socks off me with their questions um, and I've never I'm always surprised I'm always surprised by uh, just the, the depth of uh, curiosity that they have and uh, that they're able to understand so much at such an early age uh, it's really exciting it takes, it takes me from just teaching to um, awakening their, their thoughts and their knowledge and One of the things I love most about Grace Chapel is just found in the name. I love the grace of this place. I love the aspect of life that is brought in through the gospel of Jesus that just says, there's enough grace for me, grace upon grace. And uh, one of my defining moments here had um, Tony Clark, who's our bass player, that you don't get to hear from verbally very much, but we're all thankful for um, the noise he makes every Sunday, for sure. Um, <laughs> But I remember the day that, I, that we had this picnic at the, the Maruzik's house for the whole church. And I'm walking in and everyone's like, hey, you, know, you know Tony, our bass player, he plays for Blessed Union of Souls. I, I don't know if you know that that title is connected to you forever, <laughs> that you are the bass player for Blessed Union of Souls. And that's just, that's just your name now. And so someone's introducing that to you and they're like, he's being baptized today. And as I'm walking in and I see this, I see this awesome moment that wasn't just 
a man getting into a pool of water with his pastor and being baptized. It was this family of believers that were just so filled with love and excitement and energy saying, no, it's, it's not someone being baptized. Tony's being baptized. I mean, it was just this moment where everyone is there and there was just this worship and love and this community. And I'm looking at it thinking, this isn't just a church. This is family in this moment. Like there was just this whole overwhelming family thing that happened there. And um, I just want to ask you that question. Would you tell us just a little bit of how Grace Chapel just kind of emulates family to you in your life? Well, we are a family here, and um, we'd have to rewind to maybe uh, April of 2001. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call, and the bass player that's like the permanent bass player here was Kelly Kelp, and he, uh, he needed a sub. Now, you have to understand, I did not grow up in a church, so I was very, uh, not skeptical, but I just was unaware. It wasn't like, you know, we weren't, talk- we didn't talk about God, it just was something we didn't practice. Mm-hmm. But I actually had friends of mine show up on Easter Sunday, which is the first day I played at Grace, um, to see if the, if the church would burn down because I walked in the doors. <laughs> and that's the truth. And so I got called, and, you know, ironically at the time I was struggling in my life too. I had uh, quite a bit of struggles. And, you know, at the time, um, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't a believer, but I had played with Blake. I'm going to call Blake out for about mm-hmm. 16 years. I've known him now. Mm-hmm. But we used to play together, and I knew he was playing at the church, so I thought, well, I'll come and play be great and a good time and get to play with my old friends and stuff and not with blessed and that's cool and so i came out and i played and and i went away and they liked me enough that they called me again and that was kind of cool oh, i'll go play with my friends again mm-hmm. you know but i was at the same time really deeply struggling with something and i noticed that every time i was really really struggling in my life i got a phone call and i was at church on sunday mm-hmm. it took me probably almost a year honestly for me because i mean i'm slow i'm a bass player I mean, I play, with, I play with four strings for a living, so what do you expect? <laughs> so anyway, you know, I realized that God was calling me, and this was the place. And um, so I remember one Sunday morning, shortly thereafter, um, Jeff had made a cross, a white cross, and put it at the uh, base of the stage. And I was, at that point, coming to church. I was hungry. I wanted to know the word, you know. And... Um, you know, at the end of the service, he said, if you want to give your life to God, come up to the front and sign the cross. I don't know if I was the first one. I might have been the second. But I came up here, and I got on my knees, and I prayed, and I signed the cross, and I was saved in this church. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've been here ever since. Yeah. In 2006, um, I got a, a phone call, and I had lost my mom. It was very unexpected. Um, she was 58, and they found her dad, and it was, it was horrible. And um, at that point, I found out how much of a family I hear, have here at Grace. Mm. I mean, you know, if it weren't for the people at Grace, and the people in the band too, but people at Grace and the staff, the congregation, our ministry, if it hadn't been for those people, I, I really do not know how I would have gotten through it. Mm. And um, then in 2007, the opportunity to be baptized, and I'd never been baptized, and I did it, and it was... It was like just this overwhelming um, thing. I mean, I just, you know, my, and looking around and seeing everybody that was there, you know, my friends. I remember Eddie came out and made a special trip just to see it. And, mm-hmm. and it just was. We're family. And I, I really, I love you guys. And, you know, you're a big part of my life. It's huge. It's a huge testimony of just how it's not, it's not words from a stage to say 
We want to live life together. We want to be family. We want to engage in this story of God together. We don't just say it. I mean, that's, that's the, the aspect of that story. This is it lived out. It's, it's in those crisis moments that you find out, do I really have people who love me? Do I, am I really part of a world-changing community of believers? Or am I part of a good group of people that are just gather on Sundays? That's oh, huge. I truly really awesome. have a family here, and I thank you for that. That's awesome. Um, this is Jackie Toby, and she reflects a, a different perspective of family that what, than what Tony shared, of just the, that family that supplements and comes together. The Tobys define their life by community and service. If you know anything about um, this family, they're, they're going to be in it completely and in it with people completely. And uh, my family has re- responded to that in amazing ways from Mayor Mayor being just the, the, the high school girl my four-year-old daughter wants to run to, um, to all of the Toby members involved in different levels. Can you share just a little bit of how Grace Chapel has been an avenue for the, the family values that, that you and Ron have defined in your life to be a place for that to, to grow? Um, I think that those two are intertwined, involvement and community, they come together. And for us, we've been involved in a life group for a lot of years, and it's our whole family. Everybody can't wait for everybody to come through the door. It's not a thing we check off, oh, Thursday night, the life group's coming. We're eager. We want to see how the kids are. We want to see what happened this week, and the girls want to see the little kids. And it's a, um, a big time for us to be together. And I see them... When we have community, they see us doing community together, then they seek it themselves. They seek to be at youth group. That's their community. They'll get their homework done. They want to be there. They want to serve here. That's their community. Mayor with the kids. That's their community um, to be there. And they desire that. And then um, Mackenzie, our oldest, went to college. And when she went to college, what did she search for? Community right away. Once you experience it, you want it again. You don't want it out of your life. And she was having, you know, there's no Grace Chapel over in Bloomington, but she found a place, and now she um, has community. And I think that's the thing to think about. I thought about it like when you are supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day and you don't really want to, and your body wants you to have that, and then you say, okay, I should do that. Like you're thinking, I should be in community. I should get involved. And then you start drinking your glasses of water, and then you think, I can't imagine not drinking my eight glasses of water today because you crave it. And that's how it is with community. You just want it. You want to be in community. And um, Grace Chapel has provided so many opportunities for our family to be all together and do that. And I'm grateful. I know Thursdays you have a group that meets at your house. Um, in doing that for a longer season of time, how, how have you seen the level of community be able to deepen? Like what's, what's the value in that longevity of committed to the same group of people for a same season of life? Um, they help your kids do your homework when they, <laughs> when they get there. If Ron's gone, somebody's there helping with the math. Um, but the, <laughs> the good things are we know about we're praying for each other, what's mm-hmm. happening in their lives. Um, if someone's having um, an operation or someone's struggling with their kids or um, anything's happened like that, we're connected and praying. I mean, we cry together. We laugh together. Um, and there's no judgment, and I think that's a huge thing. No one's judging anybody in that group. We're all accepting of each other and where you're at and what you're going through, and it's great because somebody else might have been through it before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in, in Thursday morning's women's Bible study, we cry together. I'm probably one of the biggest criers, and last week we had new people, and I'm crying. I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell them I cry. And so we are just <laughs> um, all together sharing that's and good. growing together, and when I... Walk in the church doors, and I see those people. I know those people. 
That's awesome. Thank you both for sharing um, just your testimonies. I, again, we want you to get the pulse of who Grace Chapel has been because these stories can't be shared now if Grace Chapel as a church, as the Bride of Christ, can't have already been this church in the past. And uh, we just want to continue in our time of worship again with you and uh, just engage more deeply together. And in just a few moments, we're going to have the Jeff and Debbie Greer up here and we get to spend a little time talking with them. So uh, join us as we continue just to sing together. Uh, this next song we're going to do uh, is actually a song we did in 2003, and it was a cool, we were at a really cool place in our church, and it was really exciting, and this was kind of like our theme song that like just propelled us into the future, so I just hope that you enjoy it, and it kind of does the same thing for us this morning, so.
we wanted to spend the last few minutes that we have together talking to Jeff and Debbie, just getting uh, just their take on the last 10 years. And um, just as a, a, a pastor, really for me, this is 10 years just in ministry in general, um, can relate that it's a, it's a roller coaster ride, mountain valley, just like the, the word of God is, that there's just um, anyone who has championed his cause goes through just a difficult journey because this is spiritual warfare yet at the same time we serve a God who always wins and so it's just this amazing journey so I asked Jeff and Debbie if they would just think up some of their Jesus moments over the last 10 years and Jeff let's just start with you just share with us just a couple of those Jesus moments that just stick out in your mind over this journey I'm, gonna, I'm kind of choked up after that song it's mm. it's uh Sorry, I'm a crier too. <laughs> um, oh, just it just I don't know what just kind of overwhelmed me this morning. Just hearing that song kind of bring it, brought everything together, you know. Um, Deb, Deb and I are gonna go back and forth here a little bit, but uh, we were kind of talking about what were our what were some Jesus moments, not just specific moments, but things that Jesus did. Um, and for me, the first one that popped into our minds is when Sarah Hodges. Um, we don't have a lot of time here. Um, was going through uh, her cancer treatments, and uh, she got up. A lot of you remember this. If you were here, you were crying, okay? That's all there is to it. I don't care, man, woman, child. If you were here, you were crying. She got up, and she was giving her testimony, and during her testimony, she took her, she took her wig off and shared um, her testimony with her head bald from the, the chemotherapy treatments, and I don't think I'll ever forget that in my entire life. It was such a powerful moment in our church. And as if that wasn't enough, she talked about her scars being her beauty marks. And I think that is one of the great hallmarks of what we want to do as life together, as doing life together here at Grace Chapel. If you can see the scars that you go through as your beauty marks, you know, God is in the business of bringing beauty out of the ashes. And I know that is his life plan for you. And she's here today. And it's such with her beautiful head of hair, she's here today, and with her beauty marks, you know, and to, to be able to see that perspective and stand up here, and instead of feeling any kind of fear or shame to just say, these are my beauty marks, I am going to proclaim, he is going to bring the beauty out of the ashes, and that's a huge, I think, part of our church family, willing to come through and, and talk about our struggles, but to see God doing life together, and to see him bringing the beauty out of the ashes in our lives. A couple of the big things were the renovations we've done on this property, I mean, a lot of you have been here for so many years, and you know that we renovated almost all this building, except for the electric work, basically, we did as a church. We renovated just, just for the fun of it. When we, when we bought this property, this building was worth $350,000. We put $250,000 into it because it was sweat equity. We renovated this entire building for $250,000 because we did it together. We can, that song. And the, uh, the insurance company appraised it for $1.3 million. So that's some sweat equity right there. We bought the whole property for $1.8, and this building alone is one, worth $1.3 after we've worked on it. The renovations this week over in the Grace Impact Center, I cannot wait for you to come back tonight and see that. It's just working together with people throughout the last 10 years on this property has been a hallmark of who we are. I mean, we sacrifice, we give, we sweat together, and it's made such a difference on this old manufacturing campus um, that is being transformed right before our very eyes. Every time we put the plants in, I think it, it lightens it up or softens it up, so that's, that's one thing. 
The other thing was our, uh, we had two capital campaigns here. The last one was right in the beginning of the big down economic downturn. And everybody said, you can't do that. I mean, you can't have a capital campaign during an economic downturn. But we started it, so we were going to finish it. We raised over a million dollars in that capital campaign. I was in Mexico just praying because I thought, we're going to have this capital campaign give, and everyone's going to say, whose stupid idea was this? And we're going to raise like $50,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I was thinking <laughs> in Mexico. I was on my knees praying to God that I wouldn't look like the biggest fool in the world. And we raised over a million dollars because people sacrificed, and that was another huge thing. I, another, another thing that just re reminded of, too, is we did the conversation with the happy heathen uh, less than a year back. And to see over 70 people come to know Christ through that series, lives changed, the baptisms, that's, you know, that, that was one of the most amazing things. And one last thing for me is that we, we've been, uh, we are Awaken Imagination, Ignite Passion, Unleash Purpose. We've done some amazing things in this church, like starting self-sustaining enterprises. And again, it was one of those things, it's a, it's, a, it's a business that we started, a ministry kind of slash business, where we start business trees, we call them, around the community. To, those businesses fund initiatives in like Nigeria, for example. They fund businesses there that will then fund initiatives that can't fund themselves, like education and healthcare. So we start businesses here, we fund businesses there, they then fund ministry there. It's a unique way of doing ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was another one of those things about a year and a half ago where we thought, I, I was thinking, whose stupid idea was this? Because we were losing money and we were hanging on for dear life. But let me just tell you, last month, last month, and we may not do this all the time. I'm not sure what direction we're ultimately going to go. I think we're going this direction. But we profited $15,000 last month in our business trees. $15,000. Imagine, imagine if that continues to grow what we can do in ministry with that kind of money. One of the, um, we have, I wanted to talk about SWAT for just a minute because this is such a Jesus moment. I absolutely stink at naming things, which is really kind of funny. I'm like, it's like a deficit for me. You know, we'll be talking about, I, and of course we're like starters. You know, we start things like we breathe. Let's think of a name. We always have to go to somebody else or like, you know, beg God to please come up with something that doesn't sound stupid. So we're sitting in Mexico really, really late one night and we were going through that sermon series. Jeff was preparing and we're talking back and forth some ideas and he's like, you know, SWAT, the 30 days of hunger, and what are we going to do? We've got to give people something tangible to do because our church is full of people who care. We've got to be able to move on it. You can't just get them all riled up like you do every once in a while. Taking care of orphans and widows, you can't get them all excited and give them nowhere to go. We've got to provide that. So he's like, yeah, if we could just sort of, you know, like tell them to, I don't know, give, but maybe, you know, I said like, yeah, like, I don't know. It would have to be a word like, and I'm doing something else at the time, like swap, but if it meant something like sacrificing with a purpose. Like, seriously? Well, <laughs> we know where that came from. <laughs> Wasn't me. So I love, love, love the SWAT program and what it's done. But one particular Jesus moment, and there are so many, but one that will stick with me forever, was a New Year's Eve where we had the youth group spending the night at our house. And there were all these high schoolers just piled around the floor, the couch, everywhere, talking about how they had gotten this money for Christmas and things that they don't need, and they don't need any more stuff. And they, they talked about together. And they were telling us, this was the coolest thing, they were telling us what they wanted to do to change people's lives. And they were making commitments to not buy shoes for a year, so they bought sewing machines for a year. A couple of girls did that. Um, one who really loves shoes, by the way, <laughs> in high school. <laughs> um, and she's my daughter, so I know how much she loves shoes. <laughs> you know, it was amazing to see all the things that they wanted to do. And to look at their lives now and say that, you know what, they are young adults who are givers now. 
It wasn't just this one-time thing. They really, they were part of that sermon series. They were part of mission trips. They were part of coming to that, the, that place that's stirring in their heart themselves to say, I want to be a giver. We were hoping more than anything it would create a culture of giving. And when you see a bunch of students you know, borrowing prom dresses so they can swap for things, not getting their nails done so they can swap for things, it was amazing. And it was a, that night was just such a special night. It was a Jesus night. Well, I'll tell you what, we're excited for the next 10 years to, uh, to awaken your imagination, ignite your passion, unleash your purpose. A lot of you have been only coming for a few months or maybe a year or so. And uh, if you think uh, that God is moving the first 10 years, I'm really excited for the, for the next 10 years. Absolutely. Um, I don't need that. Um, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own. Um, I just want to share a couple, just as we close, um, just from us back to you, uh, that without, um, now I'm going to get emotional, um, without your willingness to be starters, to just dive in, I would say most of us in this room don't have the God moment the way we had it. Um, I can remember Sarah, my wife, was here and I was doing ministry and we were hitting a spot in ministry years ago, probably nine, ten, maybe close to ten years ago. And you preached for the first time the Made on Purpose series and had the carpenter pencil. Sarah brings it home and she's like, this pencil is going to change the way we lead at our church. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she had just taken the Sunday off and come to, to just listen to you speak. And you preach on just how this thing's uniquely made for its purpose. And she just gives me just this little blurb. And I was preaching at this church that I'm in and just hitting a wall with um, a few weeks later. And they all have carpenter pencils. And I preach that same, same message I, I'm guessing, because I didn't have your notes or anything, but just because you started and went, I got to take, and just countless people are coming forward saying, I will use my purpose for God. And this is just because you're willing to start another church that you don't even know about is going. Um, just huge influence in our lives, even to uh, just embracing my family. And, here, and I know that just in general, on a weekly basis, so many of you reach out to Jeff to say, it's dark, I'm alone. I need something, will you meet with me? And you're always there to meet. And the way that you're always there is because you're always standing right behind him. And um, that is probably the most powerful thing about today is that after 10 years of planning a church, the two of you are together and strong um, because Satan hits this first. And he attacks this. Before he attacks you, he hits them repeatedly. And the beauty of today is the beauty of your laugh and smile and energy and fuel for ministry and passion and partnership. And um, as a church, we just want to say thank you for leading us, starting, jumping off cliffs that make no sense to us um, ever. And... And it always being in response to God pushing you um, every time and never on your own. So thank you uh, for leading us. We have this. I'm not going to hand it to you because I don't know where you'll hold it right now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thanks, Chris. But we thank you give guys that so you. much. Yeah. Please stay standing as we uh, finish off this awesome worship celebration.
Well, have a great day. We'll see you tonight.